1: Welcome along to the podcast. Thanks ever so much for listening today. It's Thursday, January the 21st. Hope you're okay. We're actually going to start today talking about what's thought to be the largest seizure of fake cash in UK history. In a minute, we're going to be hearing from a University of Kent expert. But first, this is the background to the case. But the investigation started in January 2019 when the Bank of England identified a new counterfeit £20 note. A few months later, officers raided an industrial unit in Beckenham and found about £5 million worth of fake cash and printing equipment. In October of that year, a dog walker also found around £5 million of it dumped in Belvedere and more was discovered scattered along a railway line near Dartford. Well, three men from Longfield, Surrey and Beckenham have been jailed after Kent police helped uncover the plot to print more than £12 million of fake banknotes. They've been locked up for a total of more than 21 years. I've been chatting to Robert Green, who's a reader in forensic science at the University of Kent.
3: Counterfeiting, I think, it is not something that one, one sees regularly. Um, you know, I keep a, a close eye on, on the press, the academic press, uh, and the uh, you know the, the, the mainstream press, and I don't see too many of these things coming forward or, uh, often at all. Um, I, I think it's probably a legacy of of the, the complexity nowadays of banknotes, um, not just the complexity in the uh, the design, of course, because the, the are now well designed. Um, there are a number of security features um, that you can actually see within the uh, the, the note. Um, of course, holograms, that type of thing, um, uh, and things that you um, that you can't see. Um, there are things that are uh, probably only uh, only known by the Bank of England.
1: Quite a daring attempt, then, by this gang, really, to try and well obviously all criminals try and get away with their crime don't they mm. in this particular case they were caught red-handed but I mean it, it's, uh, it was on a huge scale quite a daring attempt by them.
3: Yes of course and you know one can only imagine what type of impact this has when th- these notes go into circulation um, and you know what impact that that has on uh, on, on the economy. I'm no I'm economist uh, but one can only imagine that if we have these uh, counterfeit notes that are circulating then uh, you know that will cause a problem, will cause problems for, uh, for, the, uh, for the government, for the Treasury. Kent
0: Online News.
1: Next today, and some of Kent's MPs have been quizzing the Health Secretary in the Commons about why some over 80s in the county still haven't been offered the coronavirus vaccine. Sir so Roger Gale, who represents North Thanet, Chatham and Aylesford's Tracy Crouch, and Damien Collins from Folkestone and Hythe all raised concerns about the rollout. Here's what they had to say Would my right honourable friend, consider ensuring that all hospitals should be allowed to have supplies to vaccinate their own employees? Because at the moment, National Health Service employees working in hospitals are still having to travel far too far to get vaccinated. And when the priority groups have been addressed, will my right honourable friend give particular attention to the needs of teachers so that they can get back to work? And also to the police, the constabulary, who are exposed every day of their working
4: lives. The one piece of feedback I repeatedly get across my constituency is the lack of consistency in supply. So will he reassure me that those who are delivering on target won't be penalised by their own success and that they will get the stock they need to continue to vaccinate priority groups in the list?
2: Does my right honourable friend agree with me that in Kent we also need to see the mass vaccination centres opening as soon as possible, which can process tens of thousands of people a week?
1: And these are the responses from Matt Hancock to those questions. We've left a slight pause in between each one. Uh,
0: He's absolutely right to highlight the case that both teachers and police officers are understandably making, that after we've got through the priority groups according to clinical need, uh, that we should consider their case for early vaccination. There there have been very significant challenges in Kent uh, over the last few months. Uh, Thankfully, the case rate appears to be coming down in Kent uh, which is uh, very reassuring. and We've got to get this vaccine out as quickly as possible. I'm delighted to say that next week, a new vaccination centre will open in Folkestone, serving the people not only of Folkestone, but the wider uh, area across uh, parts of East Kent. Uh, in addition, of course, to the brilliant work that GPs are doing in his part of the world.
1: 4.6 million people in the UK have now received at least one dose of the vaccine. Meantime, two new COVID vaccine centres have opened in parts of Kent. Jabs are now being administered at the Civic Centre in Folkestone and at Lyd Airport on Romney Marsh. Saga has become the first British travel company to say customers will need a coronavirus vaccine before going on holidays with them. The company, which has its headquarters in Folkestone, says people will need to have a jab at least 14 days before they go on any trip. They're not going to start breaks again until May at the earliest. You can let us know what you think today by voting in our poll at kentonline.co.uk. We're asking if you'd prefer to book a holiday in the knowledge all those on the trip had been vaccinated. So far, few 58% of you say yes, 25% say no, and the rest weren't bothered either way. Some lorry drivers who've tested positive for coronavirus as they tried to cross the border at Dover are being made to drive almost 50 miles to isolate. The Department for Transport has set aside two hotels in Kent, but they're in Sevenoaks and Medway. That's about an hour away from the testing site at Manston Airport in Thanet, but the government says the locations were carefully selected to minimise traffic in the county. There seems to be some hope on the horizon today for struggling Eurostar, which runs trains through Kent. They've seen a 95% fall in passenger numbers during the pandemic and are only running one service a day to Paris and Amsterdam. Now the French government have said they're ready to prop them up. Ashford MP Damien Green says it would be disastrous if services were lost.
3: It would be very bad for Ashford, but very bad for Kent as well, because uh, one of the the great features we've got is is easy access, and not just to Paris, to Disneyland, connecting with the French pass train network to get to the south of France, obviously Brussels as well, and hopefully in the future to Germany. I've been speaking regularly to uh, Eurostar throughout this, and and they've made various asks of the British government. Um, They would obviously like some uh, financial support, and they would like some of the access charges they pay, both both the French and the British governments, for use of the track to be uh, taken off temporarily. Um, and, and I've supported them uh, in that.
1: We've also been hearing from Councillor Paul Bartlett, who's from Kent County Council.
2: Well, it will be a significant blow to Ashford. There are clearly benefits for Eurostar to continue to operate or to restart the services as quickly as possible. The Eurostar service sends a really, really big signal to business and uh, and players around the county and and indeed uh, Europe that Ashford is a, is open for business and wants to encourage um, entrepreneurs to the
1: town. And more than 700 people in Kent have now been fined for breaking coronavirus rules since last March. A total of 729 have been hit with a penalty of up to £1,000 for having house parties, making unnecessary journeys, breaching travel regulations or going to public places whilst infected with Covid.
0: The Kent Online Podcast with
1: Serenity Parks. Some other top stories today and a man accused of murdering two young women who lived in bedsits in Tunbridge Wells more than 30 years ago has appeared in court via video link and pleaded not guilty. The bodies of Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce were found in 1987. David Fuller, who's 66 and from Heathfield in East Sussex, is due to go on trial in October. Plans for a huge new theme park in North Kent could be in jeopardy because of a rare jumping spider. The Swanscombe Peninsula is home to the critically endangered species and conservationists have now submitted an application with the government to protect the area. A decision on whether it should be made a site of special scientific interest is due to be made within the next few months. The Kent Online podcast has been told people who decided not to get stuck in traffic to get to a winter wonderland event in Kent won't be getting a refund. You might remember the long queues on the A249 back in December as families tried to reach the showground at Detling. Well, oaks based Phoenix Fireworks say everyone who was entitled to a refund has received one. Those who had tickets for days that had to be cancelled will receive tickets for an event later this year. Now, with schools closed during lockdown three, some year eight children in Thanet have been getting their HPV jabs at a drive through clinic. It's being trialled at St George's in Broadstairs to make sure 12 and 13-year-olds don't miss out on the routine immunisations. More than 180 pupils went along to get it and the drive through system could be rolled out in other parts of the county. This is a lovely story. A young boy from Maidstone is trying to encourage all of us to dispose of face masks properly after noticing an increasing number littering the streets. In the first six months of lockdown, the RSPCA said they dealt with more than 900 cases of wildlife caught in litter, including 72 here in Kent. We've been chatting to nine-year-old Isaac Reed from Coxheath, who noticed dumped face masks while on walks. He's been chatting to Ish.
5: Everywhere, and it makes me sad knowing that animals could get trapped in them, and maybe die.
6: And and you're a member of the RSPCA, so for you, I mean, how did it feel personally when you found out, when you saw all of this happening? What was your reaction?
5: Very depressing, and I wanted to do something about it. I love wildlife. They could get strangled and die. I don't want that to happen, because I love animals. Um... But the more people that know about the problem, the less animals are going to die.
6: And what what are some of the problems that you think could happen if if people aren't disposing of their face masks properly and just leaving them lying around? What could happen to the animals?
5: They could um, get strangled and die. And maybe it could get caught in birds' wings and they couldn't be able to fly. Or it could get trapped in animal's legs. And then they couldn't walk.
6: And so, what would be your message to people who aren't disposing of face masks properly? If it clearly the, you know, I see them out and about myself, just lying on the floor, out going out shopping or in the park. I mean, what would you say to people? What should they be doing?
5: Cut the straps of your face mask and then put it in the bin, or use a reusable mask. That's even
1: better. Isaac's mum Kay shared a poster he made on Facebook.
4: We've seen an increasing number of discarded face masks on pavements. Sometimes they've been stuck in hedges and in trees. Um, We do find walking out in our local area very enjoyable, especially at this difficult time. So we all find it very distressing to see so many face masks littering the local area. And we just want to encourage people to cut the straps so they don't injure wildlife and then pop them in a bin.
6: Are, are you worried about this going forward? Because, um, you know, I was saying w- it seems like there are a lot that aren't being disposed properly. I mean, we come out of this period of a lockdown and, and you know, to better times, hopefully. But then there's still this type of issue that um, is perhaps still emerging and, and could potentially be growing if people are just overlooking it.
4: Yes, I think people are naturally very concerned about um, catching the virus and the the health dangers that it might bring to themselves and their families. Um, And it might not be wildlife in the forefront of their minds. Um, So perhaps one of the other reasons we're doing this campaign is, is to try and encourage people to think about wildlife as well and how people's actions can impact wildlife
6: do you think local authorities uh, and the government more broadly are doing enough to to raise awareness of this issue obviously we we always hear about what's happening you know directly unfortunately on people's health but this is a, a um you know a byproduct of what's happened during this pandemic uh, do you think enough's being said about it
4: well i look at the news on a daily basis and i personally haven't seen any messages along those lines from the local authority or from the government, which is disappointing. Um, and it would be nice if they could incorporate those messages with their other health information that they give out.
2: Kent Online
3: reports.
1: Police have raised concerns about plans to open an
4: outdoor event space in
1: Medway. The owners of Machine Shop 8 in Chatham Maritime want to convert the cage-like structure into a venue for things like drive-in film screenings. But Kent Police say they won't support the application as it could cause public nuisance and disorder. A £4 million expansion of a school in Sittingbourne has been given the go-ahead. New classrooms will be built at heisted grammar so an extra 150 pupils can go there by 2027. At Kent Online today, you can see what a sports centre in Ashford could eventually look like as work continues on its refurbishment. Millions of pounds is being spent on the Stour Centre, which closed last summer for a year-long project. It'll eventually include a climbing wall and new swimming pool features. A sporting legend has sent a video message to a Kent school as they learn from home during lockdown.
2: Hi, Brock Hill School. Uh, it's Johnny Wilkinson here. And I just want to send you a message wishing all the staff and uh, students well and also to say well done for all uh, the amazing hard work commitment and dedication to uh, to continue uh, with what you're doing and, uh, and striving uh, to for better uh, during such incredibly difficult times. The message uh, seems to be at the moment and such a, a big one is that it's all about health and well-being and uh, the key for me has always been that this subject is never ending. It is impossible to get to the end of health and well-being all the greatest achievements in life have been through people seeking uh, more and more uh, health and well-being and and what that really uh, entails. So um, stay curious, stay excited, stay interested in what's happening inside you more than what's happening around you. And uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I think uh, you guys could be the center of an amazing transformation that's happening all around the world. So uh, take care. Wishing you really, really well and well done so far. Good luck.
1: The 2003 World Cup winner went on to congratulate the pupils at the school in Hythe for focusing on, as you heard, their mental health and wellbeing during the difficult times. You can also see the message at kentonline.co.uk. And they might be pretty quiet at the moment with most stores closed, but we've been having a look back at Kent's shopping centres from back in the day. At Kent Online, you can see how Blue Water took shape before opening in 1999. We've got pictures of the likes of Hempstead Valley when it used Used to be the Saver Centre, also the Checkers Centre and Royal Star Arcade.
2: Kent Online Sport.
1: Quick bit of sport for you. Football and Gillingham have made the signing of Southampton forward Tyreek Johnson permanent. The Gills are understood to have agreed a deal with the 22-year-old until the end of the season, though the length of the contract hasn't been confirmed. He'd originally moved to the club on loan earlier this month. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group's newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk.
2: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow. Located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.